Hi, this is Ziggy Berkeley, and you are listening to yet another awesome podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network. And hey, when you're done here, if you like James Bond 007, why not check out my podcast, Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, with new episodes dropping every other Monday on The Fern. And if you're really into James Bond, you can enter the Dial a Henchman Contest. Want to know more? Go to hermajestyspod.com slash contest and you could win something from the James Bond 007 universe. Meanwhile, enjoy the show. Starfleet Escape Podcast. Prepare for launch in three, two, one. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is episode number 36, and is being recorded on March 19th, 2014. Today's topic, Star Trek Continues, Episode 2. I'm Eric. I'm Aaron. And I'm Ashley. This episode is brought to you by Raven Designs. Illustrations and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. Woohoo! Hello. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! Indeed. That's how we like to start off the Starfleet <laughs> Escape podcast with a Woohoo! Exactly. We're back. We're, we're back. For those of you who don't know, uh, Ashley here. Hello. Uh, she was on our uh, supplemental. Here, supplemental, uh, not too long ago. Uh, she's also my fiance. <laughs> you just you just wrote, you just bumped her into this. And uh, she's here to uh, help us with our discussion on Star Trek Continues Episode Two. And actually, you are a relatively newcomer to Star Trek. Yes, yes, indeed. And that was all Aaron's idea. No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> I when I was a kid, my mom got me some Barbies that were the Star Trek, and oh, I did. Oh, the original see, series ones. I think so. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They were. But I did I watch remember. a couple couple of episodes <laughs> when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I didn't really get too into it. But then when I met Aaron, we watched more. Oh, cool. So, a lot I more. started to like it. <laughs> I still do and will always be a fan of Kirk. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> 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 she says I, that because I'm not a fan of Kirk. No, lies. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron, you're you're more of a Picard guy anyways. Yeah. Yes, indeed I am. And he has a shirt, a Star Trek shirt, why Kirk is better than Picard. Yeah, ten, ten, re- reasons, ten reasons. I think. But that's because they don't have or they didn't have a ten reasons why Picard's better than Kirk. Yeah. Lies. It was a Star Trek <laughs> shirt. I saw Star those Trek. at Target. Yeah, that's yeah, where I got that's it. That's where I got it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It was a Star Trek shirt. It had Picard on it, or did it? Yes, I don't it remember. Did. It had Picard's face, I think. I think it has both their faces and the yeah. list is in the middle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, that's why Kirk is better than Picard. <laughs> Duh. There's ten what? whole reasons. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, uh, how are you, Eric, this week? 
I'm doing good. Uh, it's just uh, another week mm-hmm. in the old Barry household, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, just kind of doing my thing with the, the podcast. I recorded, like, a few other podcasts recently. I was on Socially Awkward a couple Fridays ago. Right. I and, heard. I heard. Yeah, I know. It's pretty good. Yes. <laughs> and and we That's just right. re- yeah. <laughs> and I last because you didn't talk about Star Trek, Aaron. Oh. 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 <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then uh, we recorded our our new episode for Ranger Command uh, last night. Awesome. Yeah. So big things are happening, I guess. If. Mm-hmm. You know, podcasting is a big thing. So yeah, it's it's uh, at least for us it is, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, and I hope Ashley will enjoy it. Yeah, I do. I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why why anyone who gets into podcasting, I think they just like hearing themselves talk. I know I, see, I do. I don't like the sound of my voice. I just like to talk. <laughs> I've gotten I've gotten used to the sound of my voice, especially when you have to edit an episode. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I sound like, really. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> how about some news? Yes, Star Trek Online is now available on the Mac, so Mac users finally have the chance to play Star Trek Online. Woo-hoo. And we still haven't touched the game. <laughs> we haven't, and we're PC users. So we have no excuse. No excuse whatsoever. Isn't the game like four years old now? I think it's yeah. it's been out a while. Yeah, we just, in our last episode that we recorded together, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, with tu- Tuvok, uh, <laughs> Tim Russ being on. <laughs> <laughs> Tim wow. Russ reprising his role as Tuvok. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, it's it, amazing how much support this game is getting, and it continues to like have a really strong audience. So they must be doing something right. Yeah, uh, especially since they've gone free to play. Yeah, I think they're definitely following the War of uh, World of Warcraft model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. yeah, the Lord of the Rings game also went free to play. Oh, cool. For those of you I just, who don't I, know. I don't have the time to get sucked into those types of things. Yeah, I feel like they would be very time-consuming. I mean, I I play video games, and sometimes when I get into a video game, you know, I get fo- so focused in tunnel vision, but, mm-hmm. you know, I've got other stuff going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of video games, have you finished the Star Trek um, game? No, because I'm waiting <laughs> for us to finish our team-up. Uh, yes, we'll have to do that. I, I've been waiting to finish it. I'm like, oh, I wonder when Aaron's going to... Oh, okay. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, two days ago or so was the first time I, like, have turned it on the Xbox in, like, a long time. Oh, okay. But see, the reason is because we just got a new TV that has... A smart TV that has Netflix and Hulu. So it's like, I don't even need this stupid thing. So I'll need exactly. to turn on any consoles. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I can control it with my my little with your mind. Oh, I wish. (laughs) Mind meld. You can talk into the remote for it, but the uh, it's not as good as Connect. I must say that. Boom. It it doesn't recognize like anything I'm saying. Well, it does recognize my voice. No, see, the problem is you have to say a specific set of commands the correct way 
Otherwise, it's like, screw you, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, uh, why don't we go to the next news topic here? Evidence of the Big Bang has been discovered. Astronomers have found the first direct evidence of cosmic inflation, the theorized dramatic expansion of the universe that put the bang in the Big Bang 13.8 billion years ago, new research suggests. I've been hearing a lot about this. Yeah. And it's pretty incredible. Uh, I saw a video that one of the researchers that found these gravitational waves, they actually went to the person that originally theorized this. It went to their house mm -hmm. and kind of broke the news to them. And it was a pretty emotional uh, event. Right. And I think it's great to see, you know, a scientist who theorized something 50 years ago finally be justified with physical proof. I, I feel that's something we don't get to see a lot of in, in today's world. So it was pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, put some of those creationalists uh, <laughs> in yeah, their place. Yeah, put those guys in those <laughs> in their place. Oh, yeah. speaking of kind of something related, have you guys been watching the new uh, version of Cosmos? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> I have to catch up on the most recent episode, but I watched the first episode. It's great. Yeah, it is good. I saw <laughs> the first and second with Aaron. Now, did you guys ever watch the original Carl Sagan? Cosmos, like from the seventies. No, I saw pieces of them. It's I, I don't... it's all on Netflix. Oh, it is. It's it's a it's a mini series, much like what they're doing now, mm -hmm. and it, it was really good. So I I highly suggest the old and the new version. Added to the queue. Star Trek got tractor beams right. Turns out the trick is in the angle of the beam. And Star Trek did a pretty good job representing what the real tractor beam could look like. Yeah, I, yeah. Saw, I saw this article, and mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty cool that scientists are like, oh, yeah, the shape of it. And I guess it's the triangular shape of right. the beam that I guess is the right angle for something like that to physically be possible, I guess. Yeah. So, cool. I hope we get tractor beams soon. Yeah, totally. That'd be so awesome. And then work <laughs> on transporters and replicators. And <laughs> yes! <laughs> well, see, then you uh, don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> well, then I then I don't have to get stuck in an hour-and-a-half commute. Go <laughs> that, too, that, too. <laughs> but make sure you're dressed. <laughs> <laughs> or that your clothes don't get lost in the transporter bin. <laughs> right? Hey guys, I'm at work. Oh crap! All, all I can think of is that scene from Spaceballs <laughs> when Mel Brooks is beamed in backwards <laughs> with his head on backwards. I, yeah, I don't know if I would want to be one of the first to try the transporter. <laughs> no, I, I I'll, I'll wait for a few people to go in first. Maybe for an upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Version 2.0 of the transporter. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, this is kind of incredible. As we mentioned before, Star Trek Axanar, we had a show with Alec Peters fairly recently. Their Kickstarter surpassed their $10,000 goal. And as of this recording, have a total of $44,697 pledged with 1,043 backers. 
and they still have 11 days to go. Holy mackerel. That's awesome. That's amazing. And this this isn't even their main Kickstarter. This is right. for Prelude to Axanar, their little right. thing before they kick the big Kickstarter off. So mm-hmm. it's awesome. And anyone who pledges now, you're already guaranteed to have two of the stretch goal prizes added to your donation. So, And if they meet their $50,000 goal, you get a third thing for free. So... Nice. It's a good deal. Yeah. I already I pledged like seventy five dollars. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I did. Nice. <laughs> you want that free thing, huh? I want. I want all really the free. If, well, yeah. If you're giving seventy five bucks. Yeah. But but still, the amount of stuff that you get. I mean, you're getting the DVD. You're getting posters. You're getting patches and all this stuff. It's it's pretty cool. No, it definitely is. Hey. Uh, yeah. If I if I had <laughs> if I had money. <laughs> uh, I would I would back them. I still love you though, Star Trek Axanar. I still love you. At least have, have one person their... in this book. No. <laughs> have, have, have you seen their tunics that they de- they're designed? They look really cool. They do look cool. And the main Kickstarter will have you can at one of the levels you'll be able to have one of those tunics for your own. Well, I hope I have money then. <laughs> that would be nice because <laughs> I like I like those things I like uniforms. Yeah, well, really cool. in in the Kickstarter, if they reach fifty thousand, one of the levels you get a patch. Mm-hmm. Well, if they reach their fifty thousand dollar goal, you get a second patch. It's like a different mission patch. So oh. two patches. That's cool. That's yeah. cool as well. So you can check them out, um, and we've got the links in the show notes, or you can just go to Kickstarter and look up. Uh, Axanar. Right. Very nice. Next, I found this. I found this story as it happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> William Shatner briefly deactivated his Twitter account for a day on March 12th and then reactivated it the next day. I have no idea what was up with that, but he was like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to say goodbye to everyone and I'm I'm stepping away and shutting down my Twitter. And then the next day he was back on it, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure for that time that he was gone, he probably got more mentions (laughs) during that time than any other time that he's been on Twitter. Yeah, I think he actually gained a lot of followers from that. I'm sure he did. Probably. I personally didn't really care once I heard. I was like, oh, let me see. Uh, Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, Len Nimoy's still there, right? Okay, good. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just wanted to make sure Spock was still there. Spock is Star Trek. You can't have Star Trek without Spock. Or Kirk. No, um, you can have it without Kirk. Kirk. It was, um, <laughs> you gotta have Kirk. There was a, uh, like a behind-the-scenes documentary thing of Star Trek Two. Yes. And the director said, you can't have Star Trek without Spock. Oh, and... and- in regards to killing him off? Yeah. Well, I don't think that we was revealed, though. That was still kind of... We didn't have Spock in Voyager, and that did just fine. Or Enterprise. Shut up. Or <laughs> no, <laughs> TNG. We did have Spock in TNG. We did. Oh. She hasn't, no, she hasn't seen know. that. Oh, okay. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> Spock is in <laughs> TNG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Deep Space Nine. He's not in Deep Space Nine. It would have been better if he was. But see, he still existed. <laughs> he still existed. Yeah, he's still in that, that time frame. Yeah. 
But now he's back in the past in a alternate dimension now. So whatever. Yeah. Thanks, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shatner has a new reality series in the works on the DIY network and will be called The Shatner Project. The show will be about house renovations. What? Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> I, d I discovered this today. Because I was like, wow, I have a lot of stuff about William Shatner. Let me see if there's anything else I can find. <laughs> and I went to uh, if I went to Trek today. If any of you guys listening have never been there, great it's source. A, yeah, great news source. Yeah, check them out. Tons of updated information, regular basis. Check them out. They're awesome. I've I've probably used Truck Today for like the last 15 years. Seriously. Yeah. They're, they're pretty cool. Anyways, why? <laughs> I, I don't get this. Why not? Right? Why not? <laughs> and, and it's all about him and his wife Liz redoing their 1970s style California home. Like, who cares? I don't. I don't know. Maybe leaving Twitter was a promotional stunt to get people to see this. Maybe. Uh, that's all I can think of. It is called the Shatner Project. You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like they're renovating him. <laughs> Maybe they should. <laughs> Maybe they should. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I guess. I mean, I I don't have cable, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, even if I had this channel. He's not going to draw me to watch it. Yeah, like I don't, I, I really don't care about his house. Yeah. Or fixing it, like ooh, I get to see where Captain Kirk takes a dump. Like I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unless he had like showed off like a ton of awesome Star Trek stuff, like behind the scenes Star Trek stuff. Yeah, if there was some kind of tie to that, but it, it doesn't look like no. it's going to be that. It's only six episodes long, and they're 30 minutes each. They're going to be just talking about his house. Yeah, It's not going to be, hey, here's my Star Trek stuff. Hey, let's it should knock be. down this wall and rebuild it. <laughs> <laughs> and in other William Shatner news... This is, this is a lot of Shatner, I'm just saying. Yes. He's right. going to be 83... That's crazy. On March 22nd. He was born in 1931. Dang, he's old. What? <laughs> <laughs> nice observation, Ashley. Um, but you know what? He does not look 83 at no, all. No, he doesn't. He looks like he's in his late 60s. Really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's kept himself up well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, whereas, good for him. Whereas I think Leonard Nimoy definitely shows his age. Yeah, well, he's he's also sick. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I just yeah, yeah. I'm just saying Shatner for 83 years old. I hope I look that good when I'm 83. George Takei looks awesome too. Uh, yeah. K, sorry, George Takei. Takei awesome. rhymes like with okay. Or toupee. Or toupee. <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner. Uh. So more, more Kirk news. Ashley, why don't you take this? Okay. Why don't I take one? It's oh. my turn. We're going. Oh. We're doing the round table. <laughs> All right, go ahead. God. <laughs> she likes Kirk. Okay, Ashley, I'll I'll just I'll take the last one. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Chris Pine has been charged and fined for drunk driving in New Zealand. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His New Zealand.
Zealand driver's license was also revoked for six months. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> it seems like something a young James Kirk might do. Possibly. I'm reading this article. Mm-hmm. According to Pine, he had <laughs> this wording. He had imbibed four vodka drinks that evening. What? <laughs> That's his, not Kirk. <laughs> his blood alcohol level was 0.11%, which is over New Zealand's permissible level of 0.08, which is a pretty common yeah. right. level. But wow. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. No, Kirk. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. It, and his lawyer told the judge that Pine acknowledged he made the wrong decision to drive that night. She said her client had suffered emotionally and professionally and that the negative publicity had put his acting contracts in jeopardy and said that he was entirely remorseful. Wow. Um, unfortunate. Well, at least he did it in New Zealand and yep. not in the U.S. He still has Star Trek Three coming up. Yeah. So... Oh, and the last line... The last line of this article says, after his hearing, Pine signed autographs for some fans before being driven away at the courthouse. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we love you, Kirk! Sign our stuff before you're taken away. Anyways. Next up, Ryza. Ryza is a Star Trek social media website designed and built by Star Trek fans. It allows fans to communicate in a social media platform to express their feelings and share their stories. The idea behind this website is to create one social platform where all fans can come together to share their stories and meet new people. Ryza utilizes the best features of Facebook and Twitter and combines them with some more features specific to the network. Uh, They are quoted as saying, we're constantly working on the network to make it better, and we are supported by donations from its users and advertisement. We have some exciting ideas for the future, and we would love to see as many users as we can on the network sharing in all things Trek. So that seems pretty cool, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Social networks are very popular Mm -hmm. uh, nowadays. So it's it's good to have possibly a, a new venue for our Trek fans to conjugate on the internet. I like that it's specifically for Star Trek fans. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know sometimes my friends on Facebook probably get tired of me talking about Star Trek or. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they blocked me by now. <laughs> like, uh, forget this guy. Star Trek. Anyways. <laughs> I wish I wish he posted more about Power Rangers. I get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, come on. Hey, it's quite popular. Why why do you knock down the Star Trek universe? There, there could be millions and billions and trillions. No, that's why we have a Star Trek podcast. Yes. To to reach out to all the most of my friends don't like Star Trek. You're hanging with the wrong crowd, buddy. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, there's like maybe ten people that like Star Trek. The rest are like whatever. I think I have. Why do maybe I know about you? five or six friends that like Star Trek. Oh, do they listen Facebook. to the Starfleet Escape podcast no on the Four Eyed Radio Network? <laughs> I don't know. I post it on Facebook. I don't know if they listen. You do know it's where we escape into the Star Trek universe. Oh, really? Yes. Every other Monday on the. <laughs> well, it's every other Monday on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Oh, please do tell me more. <laughs> that's, it. that's all we got. No, yeah, that's Darn. that's a plug. <laughs> uh, 
So next, would you buy it? Now? Would you buy this, Eric? I would if I had the money for such an item. Ashley? It is cool, however, not for that price that they're looking for. I would if it included something which it does not include, which I will talk about in a second. Okay. But this, this item is Captain Picard's jacket, his alternative uniform that he wore in episodes like Darmok. So this is from Enovos, and it is going to sell for $300. Ouch! Uh, it's available for pre-order Wait. right now, where it's slightly cheaper if you get in early enough. And this is one of my favorite outfits of Picard, mm-hmm. but it looks like this design does not include the gray undershirt underneath. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Because like... this would look retarded without it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the gray the gray thing is part of the jacket. Right. It's because I liked that under one because it had like a like like a turtleneck almost. And it continues the patterning of the jacket, so it looks like right. it's one piece. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a missed opportunity. Exactly, and that's what I was going to say. You stole my thunder. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Don't be ashamed, Eric. Don't now, be ashamed. has anyone actually commented on the missing shirt? I haven't or, seen any comments, but I'm sh- I haven't searched for any. <laughs> well, uh, just just looking on their site, it looks like they've sold out of tier one and tier two. Okay. So they've at least sold thirty five jackets already mm-hmm. at the pre ordered price. So, huh? Three hundred dollars. I wonder how this would look on a standard Starfleet uniform. I don't know. I think that'd be too much red in the front. That's why I like the gray shirt, because it kind of breaks it up a bit. Right. I like But that. I'm not a fashion designer. Uh, well, I don't think Ashley... Let me open the, the link here. Uh, yeah, I would want the so. shirt. Oh, I see where you're talking about the gray yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. See, she didn't... She hasn't oh, okay. seen any episodes with Picard wearing this uniform. And, and that's the thing. He always wore that Mm-hmm. Unzipped, right? Mm-hmm. And seeing the prototype zipped up all the way, it just looks weird because that's not how I remember it. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, I don't understand. I don't. I, I don't even fuzzy. think the original zipped, but I could be wrong. But yeah, I don't. I don't, know. I don't see zippers. But the thing about Star Trek wardrobe design, Roddenberry was very keen on having like hidden zippers and hidden buns, so it looked like everything was you know, futuristic. He didn't want zippers. He didn't want buttons to make it look like everything was just like... But yeah, so, I mean, if it included that, but I'm sure that would jack the price up considerably if they had the undershirt. Yeah, but to me, it's like, it's one of those you have to have... Yeah. You can't have one without the other. Right. But... Couldn't you just wear your own gray shirt? But I don't have a gray shirt that looks that cool (laughs) and that has the turtleneck thingy. Yeah. Well, you could, and then you would need them. you would need to get the pips. Oh my goodness! You would have gracious. to be the four pips because there's no way well, anyone yeah. beside the besides the captain would be wearing this uniform. Oh yeah, he's he's rocking that with his bad self. So that's what I was going to mention that there were no pips on the thing on the jacket. Right, it would be worn on the turtleneck underneath. Oh, I see. 
Anyways, we're not buying it, but maybe you yeah. can. <laughs> maybe in the future, if they have a gray shirt, right, Eric? <laughs> See, if if they had the gray shirt, that would seal the deal for me. Yeah. Honestly, it would. So. Not for that price, though. Yeah, I'd totally wear that. I would rock that at conventions. Okay. Yeah, definitely at a convention. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Not many people would have this. Exactly. True. Unless so. they made it themselves, and but then it wouldn't be accurate to the show. Right in homemade hey, uniforms. You know what? It could be better. No. <laughs> no. It would not be better. Have you ever seen some of these? <laughs> not to knock on, you know, Star yeah, Trek. Yeah. What are you doing? There's a lot of creative Star Trek cosplayers out there. Actually, some designs that people come up with, like their own designs, look pretty good. Yes. Mm-hmm. That aren't official designs, but. Anyway, anyway, why don't we move on into the actual topic of the show? Okay, fine. In warning, this podcast contains spoilers for the Star Trek Continues episode, Lolani. So watch the episode before you listen, or if you... Uh, or ma- ma- maybe pause... Late. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> Maybe pause the podcast right now and watch it, and... Then it and then come spoiled. back and listen. <laughs> yeah. Do listen that. to our thoughts on it. So when did this premiere, Aaron? So the world premiere of episode 2 Lolani was held at the Dallas Sci-Fi Expo on February 8th, 2014. The series continues the five-year mission of the Enterprise under the command of Ashley's favorite captain. Captain Kirk! Yeah, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kirk! <laughs> so we've reviewed the first episode of Star Trek Continues on our, another one of our episodes. Right. And I'm glad we're continuing this, mm-hmm. like Star Trek Continues, because... Oh. <laughs> Because this was a really good one. It was. Yes. So most of the most of the actors that were in the first one reprised their roles, except for the person Chekhov. who played Chekhov. Uh, he was absent from this episode, but will be returning in the third episode. Woohoo! So says their Facebook page. And if you haven't been on Star Trek Continues Facebook page, I suggest you follow them because they post. They continue to post uh, pre-production and post-production photos. It's it's very interesting to see a fan-run production like this and to see the behind-the-scenes. Uh, it's really interesting. And they're doing some of the most professional-looking work for a fan production that I've seen. I agree. And the sets are amazing. Yeah, and we've talked about this on our first episode review it looks like I'm watching a 1960s Star Trek episode. So anyway. let's uh, let's uh, run down the cast and crew. Let's. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to take this one. Thank you. <laughs> so Vic Mignana reprises his role as Captain Kirk. Uh, he's been in countless film and stage productions and he's a very renowned voice actor known mainly in anime circles. I actually met him at a couple anime conventions, and he's really one of the nicest people that I've ever met. For, yeah, he's, he's generally great, and he takes the time to talk with fans, 
And he is one of the hugest Trekkies around. He has an extensive Star Trek collection that he shared some video of one of the times I saw him at one of the conventions. So he's he knows what he's talking about when he talks Star Trek. And he right. hasn't just played Kirk. He's been other characters in other Star Trek fan productions, oh, like nice. Star Trek Phase 2 and uh, a couple of other ones. Yeah, he's actually he's gonna be in Star Trek Renegades. Yes, as a Cardassian. And he played in Phase Two. He was um, an Andorian commander, I think. Oh, very and, good. And yeah, so and he's also played uh, a Klingon as well. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. cool. So I, obviously, we wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> yeah, and his performances are like you can't even tell that it's him. Like when I was watching, I think it was the Phase Two, and I was watching the episode where he's a Klingon, and at first I couldn't tell that it was him. It wasn't just that he was all in makeup. Like his voice is different. It's so you like took on the persona of a Klingon. Yeah, he was wow. really good in that. So nice. Um, and I think he completely nails down Kirk. You know what? There are times like not when the camera's right on his face, but when he slightly turns, it's mm-hmm. airy how much he looks like Kirk. Yeah, it, like, it really is. What? And his his inflections, and he he's really nailing down that Star Trek Shatner without being a parody of it. Right. Right. It, it's his own version, so I think he does a great job. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Next we have Todd... Habercorn? Habercorn? Yeah. See, (laughs) now I can't pronounce that. (laughs) Yes. Habercorn. Habercorn. Todd Habercorn. And he plays Mr. Spock. Yeah, sorry we butchered that. Um, (laughs) He is a writer, director, producer, and actor. And like Vic, he's done a lot of voice acting work in anime and other films. And he is a regular on the convention circuit. Ah, very nice. Uh, next, we have Larry Nemechek uh, as Dr. McCoy. And he's a convention speaker. He's involved in Star Trek documentaries. He's an author. Uh, I recommend that you guys follow his Twitter and Facebook page. It's, uh, you know, he posts. Filled, it's filled with Star Trek goodness. It, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> put it. Mm. <laughs> mm, Star Trek. Next person is. Chris Dewan as Scotty. He is the son of James Dewan. Yep. And <laughs> so that is uh, James Dewan is Scotty. In the original oh, so series. Original series. In, in the original okay. series. So this is his son yes. that's playing Scotty. Yes. It's reprising the role. And Aww. I'm really I'm really glad that they have him doing that because he's really paying a tribute to his father. And mm-hmm. he he does a damn good Scotty. He does. He kind of looks like his father a lot. Well, I, I would hope so, since it's his son. <laughs> I didn't think so in the first episode for some reason, but this episode I, I felt more of a connection yeah. uh, to to the original Scotty. Next we have Grant Imahara as Sulu. He's known as one of the Mythbusters, and he's worked Aww. for Industrial Light and Magic with animatronics, model making, and special effects. Huh. We didn't get to see much of Sulu in this episode, unfortunately. No. Right. But we got to see a lot of him in the first episode. Yeah. So Actually, a lot of the 
secondary crew members we didn't see much of. Yeah. Like Kim Stinger, who plays Uhura. We didn't see much of her at all. No. Just a couple times on the bridge. Right, and, and the voiceover on the comms. Yeah. Right. And she's an actress that has appeared in Bold and the Beautiful and several other roles. And she's played Uhura in episodes 4 through 8 of Star Trek Phase 2, a similar production. Yeah, I also highly recommend that as well. That that was the production that Vic played a Klingon in. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like there have been so, so many of them. I, I, it's been so long since I've seen any of those. I definitely suggest catching up on those because they're getting just as good as Star Trek continues. I think they're on that same level. Like we mentioned, Chekhov was not in this episode, but he'll be returning in the third episode. I'll spec as Elise McKenna. 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 Michelle Partner Speck. of Vic... Oh, jeez. Mignana. Vic Min- the guy Mignana. who plays Kirk. Yes, the guy <laughs> who plays Kirk. Sorry, Vic. <laughs> but Vic. Hello, Vic. Sorry. <laughs> and Rao. Uh, yeah, she's attractive. Uh, you, okay. you can't say that without getting punched in the face. <laughs> she uh, is the second most attractive redhead that I've seen in Star Trek. Who's the first? Uh, Dr. Crusher. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can see that. We'll get into the, uh, the episode, but I really like the interaction that her and Kirk had in this episode. Right. It was pretty yeah. funny. Definitely. That was amusing. <laughs> uh, next, we have Fiona Vroom as Lolani, the title character of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fiona Vroom is an actress and writer known for The True Heroines from 2011, Under the Bridge of Fear 2013, and she's also been a guest on the series Supernatural uh, in 2005. So I thought she was excellent. In this. Next, kind of a guest star whose role was kind of hidden until the release of the episode, Lou Ferrigno as Zamin Han. So he's known as the Incredible Hulk. He is once again green, playing in Orion. I, I really liked him in this episode. No, I it did too. Good. It was good. Yeah. He did a very, very good job. No, it's, it's weird. I The only things I know him from is the Incredible Hulk, where he had no... Like speaking, no lines, right? And then the comedy show King of Queens, where mm-hmm. he played himself as like the next door neighbor, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't really seen much of his range, so I was hmm. uh, surprised uh, when I saw this episode. Yeah, me too. His performance was excellent. He's actually huge on the convention circuit. You can probably find him like every other weekend at a convention. So he gets out there a lot on the on the con circuit. I haven't met him personally, but I know he does a lot of the Wizard World conventions and a lot of smaller ones too. So ah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Next person we have Aaron Gray as Commodore Gray, <laughs> known <laughs> to many fans as. What? Colonel. Colonel. Colonel Wilma Deering in the 1979 television rival Revive. revival of Buck Rogers in the 25th century. And I can read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an, it's a trait you share with Aaron. 
So Eric won't be with us. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, next we have Matthew Ewald as Crewman Kenway. He's an actor and writer known for Galador, Defenders of the Outer Dimension. Yeah, I don't know. What? Killer Flood, the day of the day the dam broke, 2003, what? and Terminal Error, 2002. But yeah, <laughs> these were from his IMDb page. Ooh. Uh, okay. So yeah, and uh, I think it was either him or this next guy, uh, Daniel Logan. As Ensign Tonga, um, hmm. <laughs> Tonga, Tongaro, 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 uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah uh, sorry. But dude. Th th this ensign was the one that was on the bridge taking right. Chekhov's place. Right. It's either him or the other one. We have the same birthday, uh, except different years. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, Thanks but, for bringing it up. Yeah, but Daniel Logan, he was actually Boba Fett in Star Trek. Uh, sorry, Star Trek. Wow. So, Attack of the Clones. Well, he was. He was the. Yeah, he was. He was Boba Fett. He was the little kid. I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. because Django. When Fett did that come out? The, oh God, the, <laughs> a while ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I guess so. I guess he grew up. Yes, most people do. Oh, yeah. I suppose. Oh yeah, because the guy who played Anna, Anakin, he's like old. Old yep. now. <laughs> he's not old. Uh huh. It's just uh, I don't know. And once you see them on film, you're like, oh, they're gonna stay that age for the rest of their lives. Right. Uh, well, they're not. They're not. <laughs> so that was the cast. It's um, it's a gr it's a great cast. Yeah. Well, yeah. the the major players. There are other cast members, but these are the major players in the episode. So, Lolani, this episode starts uh, with the Enterprise responding to a Telluride ship in distress. They discover an Orion slave girl who has been sold to a Telluride. The three-man crew of the ship are dead, leaving the Orion, Lolani, the lone survivor. And then the crew of the Enterprise find themselves in a moral dilemma when her previous owner comes back to claim her. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it brought up a lot of great points for slavery mm -hmm. and yeah. also, you know, the abuse. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it was it, it was very, like, whoa, the whole episode. Right. And she wasn't completely innocent herself no. as well. Like, she, she was defending herself. But she was also very manipulative. Mm -hmm. And I think that partially that's a defense mechanism. You know, she was just trying to escape her situation. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely brought up issues with slavery and the sex trade. Yeah. Uh, as we know, like, the sex trade's still around in the 21st century, uh, black market. And we see, from another point of view, what's great with Star Trek is that you can take something, and if you set it in this future with aliens, it's completely different than, like, doing it present day. 
Yeah, it kind of it's able to take you out of the present day, but focus on issues of the present day through a lens of fiction. Right, and the original Star Trek did this uh, all the time. All the time with civil rights. Civil rights, Cold War type of stuff, racism. Right, racism. I loved that they brought the continuity that in Enterprise's time, Mm -hmm. the Orion females were the ones in charge. Right. And this episode mentions that between Enterprise and the original series, there was a civil war and the Orion males came back into power. Over the females. Mm -hmm. So I like that they tied Enterprise in. Mm -hmm. And did you guys catch this in the first scene of the episode when Kirk is reading a book and he's he's like kind of adjusting back and forth. And that hints to the future when in the movies McCoy gives him reading glasses. Right. I love that touch. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yes. Yep. That was a great detail that they put in there. It was. Uh, I noticed it as well. And I was like, oh, he can't get that pill to fix his eyes. Right, the uh, Rhinox or whatever that is. Yeah, Rhinox something. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, yeah, because he's allergic to it, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that was cool. Uh, it shows that like these guys know their stuff. Right. They do. They really do. And I thought the makeup was spot on too. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 green Orions and even the costuming, everything was reflective of what we've seen before in the original series. Yeah, especially when Lolani does that costume change, is in that like flowing kind of like a robe kind of thing. That was definitely 60s. That was definitely a 60s Star Trek <laughs> future style right. thing that they did. Yep. And I really like that they did an episode with Orions because even though the original series were the ones who invented the Orions, we only saw them like three times in the original series. Right. And they were never really the focus. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't until Enterprise that we got a real focus on their culture and who they were and their ships and that kind of a thing. Right. Yeah, the only other time I ever remember hearing Orions was in the Star Trek, the Starfleet Command series of games. Yes. Where they had the Orion pirate ships. Yeah. That's the only other time I remember hearing about them. But we had always heard Orions kind of mentioned in the background, like in Deep Space Nine, they'd say, oh yeah, these are like Orion spices or whatever. So they were always like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but we never saw them a lot, except in the original series and then Enterprise. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm glad that they're kind of fleshing that out, at least with with this series. Yeah, I'm eager to see their third production because it's already a go, it seems. They Mm -hmm. already have it planned, which is awesome. What did you guys think about the character of Lolani herself? I haven't seen too much of episodes for the Orion Slave Girls mm-hmm. in the original series, but I thought she did a pretty good job not knowing what Orion they... Slaves were. <laughs> it, exactly. <laughs> well, I, for not I, knowing what they were. I, I think this it still does a pretty good job of explaining to you who yeah, they right. are. Right. And like the mentioning the pheromones and all that, e- even if you yeah. never saw 
exactly. Star Trek with Orions. It, it this was still a good introduction to their culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of thought that it was weird that after they after Dr. McCoy gave them the antidote thingy, um, the inoculation. Yes, the inoculation that the crewman uh what was it Kenway, the one in Kenway Red, was still like in awe with her. Yeah, I think he actually really liked her. Mm-hmm. And and that's that was kind of like Kirk's comment to McKenna mm-hmm. where he said, "Well, he was inoculated too, right?" Right. <laughs> that's what he, I... Yeah, he he excused himself because he couldn't he couldn't handle that she went back right. to to them. Yeah, I, that, I thought the ending scene was powerful with Kirk and Kenway. Yeah. And I, I like that that whole interaction, and I really liked when they played, when Kirk activated the recording to go ship-wide. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that every console would have just one switch to, oh, <laughs> let's broadcast this to the whole ship, why don't we? Bam. But, you know, it's the original series, and they only had, like, switches and knobs. So, I mean, that's that's fine. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought the, the most powerful message of this episode was that even though she was abused and all of that, in the end she took action and she took a stand and she was willing to sacrifice her life right. for her freedom and possibly the future freedom of everyone. Else. Of everyone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And... At the heart, th- that's what makes this such a great Star Trek episode. Right. Not not just Star Trek continues. I could totally see them doing this in the '60s. So I I thought it was awesome. I yeah. thought it was good. I liked it. And you, they kind of leave it open what uh, Kenway's gonna do, but he has the recording, uh, so he might, who knows, lead the fight for Orion. Slave girls? Uh, <laughs> like emancipation. Right. And it, it was very interesting um, also seeing Starfleet in this and them really trying to take the diplomatic way. And it's like, and that whole prime directive non-interference of cultures, mm-hmm. especially because they weren't, they're not a member race of the Federation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Commodore, Commodore Gray being very strict, like, you know, we gotta we gotta respect their laws. We have to respect their traditions. You know, you have to hand them over, and that Kirk, even if she didn't blow herself up, he was willing to risk you know his career for these ideals. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was I I thought it was very powerful because right. it's it's that moral dilemma that often presents itself in Star Trek mm-hmm. and Kirk has to make the decision he's always the one left with that big decision mm-hmm. so to see him weigh his options and you know try to take matters into his own hands it it just plays uh, from what we've seen constantly in the original series and from Kirk right right and we've seen these kind of moral dilemmas at least in the next generation, where the prime directive is followed a little bit more strictly, mm-hmm. where uh, Picard is talking to, I, I believe it's usually Doctor Crusher about non-interfering. Right. Uh, so I, I mean, right when that was going on, it kind of drew me to the next generation. I don't know if 
Vic has a a fancy for either series more than another, but I feel like he's just pulling in from the best of every series and writing it in. Yeah, and that you bring up a good point. Like he's bringing in the moral dilemma and more of the controversy from Next Generation and bringing the classic storytelling of the original series and then pulling things from what we've seen before, like in Enterprise with the Orions. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It, it, it feels like a more cohesive universe, especially when they start tying all these things. And that's one of the great things about Star Trek is that continuity and that history. Mm-hmm. Because they have, they have so much to tell with what we've already been shown. And I like that they're expanding the universe that way. Yeah, because there is a lot of time between the last episode of TOS and then the motion picture. Yeah, I think it's something like five or ten years. It's Something like that. Yeah, yeah they, they, they did a pretty significant jump. I think it was five years, but still, there's, there's a lot of time it's, there. Yeah, a lot can happen in five years. And I like that they're trying to bridge that gap, and especially little things like Kirk, you know, not being able to read his book clearly. That That's a good sign to me, and I hope they continue to keep going with this series. I don't see any, any reason why they wouldn't. There's nothing stopping right. them. Right. Yeah. I almost want CBS and Paramount to just pick this up already and, you know, make this a TV series, because <laughs> that, would, that would be awesome. It would be cool if, if they did something like a Netflix show. Yeah, it, or, you know, maybe throw some more money their way and produce some more episodes a bit faster, pay these guys, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, make it a Netflix exclusive. I think that'd be awesome. That way we're not waiting six months between episodes or more. Right. Right. Yeah, they, they flushed this uh, second episode pretty fast. Really quickly. They filmed it in November 2013. Yeah. And it premiered in February. So that's that's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, and their first episode was just this past summer, right? Um, I think it was a little bit more than that. Oh, really? I think maybe it was last spring or so. But th- there, was, there, was a, there was a definite gap between the first one and the... And the second one. Well, no, I mean, we talked about it last year. Yeah. So whenever that first episode was. Yeah. So it, it wasn't that long. But it it seems long because your Star Trek fans are used to a series that produces new episodes every, every week. Every week, yeah. And then we're, like, waiting and waiting <laughs> and but waiting. It take a while, you know, to make an episode. Especially when it's a labor of love. Yeah, and yes. there's no actual money uh, coming in except through kickstarters or other fundraisers. Yeah, and they're taking their own time out of their busy schedules to right. do this. Exactly. So, I I would love for them to just for CBS to just pop down some money and say, okay, do ten episodes. We'll put on Netflix or whatever. I think that'd be amazing. But even if they don't get that, this series is worth the wait. If, yeah, totally. if the episodes are this quality, yeah, I can wait three or four months for mm-hmm. another one. Yeah, and I'm sure they have other jobs to do. Like Not real just, jobs? Yeah. Yeah, like other acting jobs. and yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But we have so many other fan productions that are coming out right now. Yeah, Renegades, Axanar, Phase 2 continues... 
yeah, there's there's a lot out there. Yeah, so there's something for everyone, and soon every every um, era, every era, exactly. So that that's gonna be cool. I'm excited for Renegades because it's set in the uh, TNG or post TNG era. Yeah, the the post Nemesis era, which it's gonna be great. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And we have Axanar, which is pre TOS. Which is yeah, that's that's an era that we don't see a lot of at all. Right. So I like that it's covering the gap a little bit between Enterprise and the original series, so that's going to be great. It will be. So yeah, what, what would you rate this episode from, I don't know, 1 to 10? 1 to 10, I definitely give it a 9. A 9. Ashley? I don't know. I liked it a lot. <laughs> uh, probably... Just say 9. <laughs> 1 to 10. 10. 9-ish? 9 to 10-ish. 9.5. 9.5, there you go. I think I would give it a 9 as well, even yeah. though I don't really care for the original series all too much. Lame. This... <laughs> See how lame he is? The story is what's getting me. Yeah. It's, it's the story that makes me like it so much, not the characters so much. It's, it's the story. <laughs> like You know you like If this her. was Picard... You know, data, and we had. Oh <laughs> no, I I think this completely works as an original series story. Oh no, it does, it does. But I, I think you could have it in any in every. Yeah, I'm sure you could, but era. it wouldn't it wouldn't be as good as what we got. Boom. I, I suppose not. <laughs> I suppose not. I did like how you wouldn't see Picard uh, attack this. Oh my god. Lion. And can can we get an amen for the Kirk infamous drop kick that we yeah, got? Yes. That was awesome. The Kirk foo makes a return, and I loved it. Yeah, that's that's typical Kirk doing is t- launching himself with both feet. I love that. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yes, Kirk foo is back. Yeah, that that was awesome. I thought the camera cuts were great uh, during that scene. I really like on a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. I like that the frame rate or the f- aspect ratio is four by three, like the right. original series. Yeah, it's not widescreen. It's like here's the box. Yeah, so it's it's like, you know, you watch the last episode of Star Trek, the original series, whatever episode that was. Actually, was it um, the one with uh, the guy from Axanar? Yes. What was that episode? Um, I forget the name of the episode. I watched that episode. Right. Um, but after that and episode... And it, it bridges the gap. They have a, yeah. they have kind of like a supplemental episode that bridges the gap between the original series, that last scene of the last episode, and their current production. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like, oh, like, oh, we can just watch this all the way through. Exactly. Yeah. Which is awesome. I, I think that's great. Yeah, I think it's a good transition. Um, so where can people watch Star Trek Continues? So you can watch this at uh, StarTrekContinues.com. They also have it on YouTube. On the YouTube, yeah, if you just Google... I, I searched Star Trek Lulani. It was the first thing that popped up. So. Yeah, there you go. Star Trek Continues <laughs> there you Lulani. Go. And actually, yeah, the quality is great on YouTube. Oh, it's excellent. It's full HD. Yeah, watched it on my TV. They've they've already got over a hundred thousand views on it. 
It's they crazy. got they got forty thousand views in the first three days that it was on YouTube. Moving on to the <laughs> next section of the show, <laughs> the oh, subspace okay. channels. Open hailing frequencies. And go. Ba-do-do. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's I, I I knew I knew wait, what you wait, were doing. Wait, 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 ready, ready. Nice. Where there did that go. come from? And it's opened. Oh, that's this. from my little oh, yeah. TOS door chime. I've got the communicator chirp as my text message thing. Mm-hmm. And then when it calls, it has the open hailing frequencies when I receive a call. Nice. So. Very nice. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> so the question, what is your favorite Star Trek fan film? So turning to Reddit... I actually asked this question a couple months ago on Reddit. Oh, alright. So this is the answer from username Kilroy's underscore amusement. I think I like Star Trek Continues the best. It seems like the writing and acting was pretty well done. I agree. That's, uh... Yeah, Lolani. Yes. Well, oh, the, the, re- the first one. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the first one. Uh, <laughs> but it continues into the second one, as we could see from... Yeah, the quality is there. Oh, I haven't seen the first one. What? He didn't show it to me. This dude. Aaron, come on. She's she's not a Star Trek fan. What? (laughs) Uh, Next up, (laughs) we have username Deceptitron. 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 Absolutely agree with Star Trek Continues. Uh, though there are some untidy ends, in my humble opinion, essentially Bones and Sulu, but for the most part, they're more convincing than any other fan production I've seen. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Next, uh, username, Action Flank, Star Wreck. Uh-oh. That's it? Yeah, <laughs> that's it, Star. Uh, but, username... Wow, I'll spell this out because I don't think I can say it phonetically. Snetic. Snetic. S n e t t i k. Snetic. As a kid, I loved that movie, and I, I put in in uh, parentheses Star Trek, even though it never, even though I've never seen an episode okay. of actual Star Trek. It was made during a long period of time, and I think the first half isn't so great. But that's but. That it's, that it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then put edit, the translation seems to be clunky. <laughs> okay. I, I In the Star Trek, it's not filmed in English. It's oh, a, so it's a, it's a foreign production. It's a foreign production, yeah. I've, I've seen it Subtitles. once. And it's a parody of Star Trek. Oh, so it's not like in the current universe, it's a parody? It's a parody, uh, it's a, I believe a TNG parody. I think it falls around data and time travel. It's been a long time since I've seen this. I don't really recommend it. it I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of clicking around. Yeah. They cross over with Babylon Five. What is this? I don't know. It's been years. I the first time I saw it was when it first came out. Oh, okay. So it's been a long time since I've seen it. I only vaguely remember it. But Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it, really. It, it, what pops in my brain when I'm thinking about this movie or this fan production is Iron Sky for some reason. Oh, God. <laughs> <coughs> and that was horrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was pretty bad. Moving on. Moving on, we have 
username L underscore reverso. If you haven't seen Star Trek Aurora, I highly recommend it. It gets a little cheesy one or two times, but the ending was rather emotional, even if it was reminiscent of the ending of Contact with Jodie Foster. All in all, this one has been my favorite. Interesting. I've never seen this production. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> neither have I. <laughs> Maybe I have. I feel like there's a green screen involved. Oh, no. I'm, you know, I'm looking at it. It's yeah. fully animated. It's all 3D oh, animated. Really? Oh, then I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, I would have to give it a look. Uh, El Reverso, thanks for bringing it to my attention. And uh, we'll oh, check it I out. I like this next one. Can I see the next one? Yeah, go ahead. Fuzzy Beard! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> he says, or she says, my... Wow! <laughs> I hope it's not a she. <laughs> I hope not either. That would be horrible. <laughs> he says, my pick has has been Star Trek New Voyages Phase 2, hands down. The acting, costuming, set design, and special effects are all first rate. <laughs> I have to agree with him. Uh, New yeah. Voyages was kind of the first of the major Star Trek productions, fan mm -hmm. productions. And, you know, they have quite a few episodes under their belt. Right. So... That's one. That's one I highly recommend. Yep, and they uh, changed their where they had their animations done because I guess they didn't like uh, some of almost the cartoony representation of how the Enterprise could fly. Uh, yeah, they definitely changed it because in the first couple episodes, it's like, like it's it's too like. Pew! Yeah, it's, and it's video like, gaming. Yeah, and I think there was the one with the Guardian Forever. Kind of, it looks kind of cheesy. But the the stories are really oh, the, good. Yeah, no, the stories were great. It was, and and everything has improved. The effects, everything, yeah, it's good. Totally. And they get a lot of uh, prior Star Trek actors to do guest spots. There's one that right. brought back Walter Koenig as. Check off, mm -hmm. and it's like he evolved or into an older version, which is played by Walter Cronick. Like there's some aging. Right, thing. right. There was some aging thing, and it became yeah, became him. And they had one with uh, George Takei and uh, Nichelle Nichols as well. Yeah, so I mean that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I guess I'll have to watch all these shows since you guys know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a big Star Trek universe out there. I I guess so. I guess I'm uh, a late bloomer. There's still time. There's still time. There's always time for Star Trek. And last from Reddit, first of the last. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> How appropriate indeed. In so many ways, Insurrection was a fan film. What? Uh, the uh, special effects budget was low, which I don't believe it was. No. The acting was me. Uh, obviously, these this is his this person's opinion. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, the acting was mediocre. Uh, thematically, it broke no new ground, and much of the story rehashed plot points of earlier episodes. Well, is isn't everything? Uh, the character didn't develop. The, sorry, the characters didn't develop, and in some ways they regressed. 
Data doesn't have the emotion chip anymore. Riker shaves the beard and gets back together with Troy. So uh, I would say Insurrection is my favorite fan film. Well, then um, he says, "Well, then he says, what about you guys? Well, since you asked a question, <laughs> I think you're wrong, man. First of the last. Star Trek Insurrection is not a fan film. It's a fully realized movie production mm-hmm. with Jonathan Frakes as director, mm-hmm. and it was just as good as movie as any of the other movies. You know, it may have felt... I, I agree, it, it may have felt more like an episode rather than a right. movie, but even as a Star Trek Next Generation episode, it's a damn good episode. <laughs> Right, like, yeah, no, it would be a good uh, episode of Thanks Generation. Yeah, yeah so uh, to say that Insurrection is a fan film, I think that's wrong. I It's a little much, yeah. Yeah, so sorry first of all, but... Yeah, cool name, though. I like your name. Yeah. So moving on <laughs> to email, our uh-huh. good friend Clive Burrell answered our question. And you, you want me to take this one? If you would like to, sure. Sure. So we, we love Clive. We think he's awesome, and he gives very detailed opinions, so we will read his. He said, we've covered Phase 2, Continues, Equinox, Axanar, Renegades, and Futures recently on some kind of Star Trek, uh, which is his website. Right. Mm-hmm. And they all have their unique and wow selling points that could make every single one a success. The thing we're facing is a flooded marketplace where more titles are battling for our attention through YouTube, Facebook, and the like. It's great, but at the moment, and until we see some physical evidence from Prelude to Axanar and Renegades, it's really all talk, and we can firmly say it's a straight fight between Phase 2 and Continues. Personally, I love both and have difficulty choosing. However, Phase 2 is always being let down in post-production. He cites the holiest thing and the Katoomba episodes, which I disagree. Uh, Katoomba was the one where uh, Vic Mignogna plays uh, a Klingon, Mm -hmm. and they travel to Kronos, and there's a lot episode. Uh, that features on the Klingon homeworld. Mm-hmm. And sure, it looks a little bit green screeny in spots, but it still looks really good. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I'm kind of digressing. Where he says, whereas Continues has hit its air dates with style. I might not be the biggest fan of Lilani, but at its heart, it's true original series in every way. And my feeling is that it will become recognized as the production to beat if it continues, no pun, to head in the direction it has with these two episodes. Phase two, I would be very scared. Filming episodes that were never originally made may not save you unless you sort these production issues out. I think it's recoloring this time. Um, and then Clive provides links to his articles um, on his website, so we'll include those in the show notes. So thank you, Clive, for your great analysis on those two productions. And I, I have to disagree with him to a point. Even though Axanar and Renegades, we haven't actually seen finalized videos from them, Right. I don't think it's all talk. I've seen the behind-the-scenes of Renegades. It looks amazing. It looks like movie-quality sets and makeup and all of that. And I think Axanar is going to be 
just as good, if not better. So yeah, they, we may not have seen a fully realized production from them, mm-hmm. but everything I've seen in pre-production and behind the scenes, they both look really good. Yeah, the the trailer for Renegades makes me want to see it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm eager to see it, and for those of you out there, check out the Renegades Facebook page because they're also posting you know, behind-the-scenes photos and production stills, uh, some... Concept artwork. Co- yeah, exactly, concept artwork of their their new ship that they designed. And the ship looks cool. amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't wait. I'm very excited for all the new Star Trek productions coming out. And I don't think... I don't agree with him in that it's a flooded marketplace... Uh, I don't either. Because a lot of these episodes take so long to produce, mm-hmm. they kind of fill in the gaps of time. Right. They're, they're so, not all coming out at once. Right. Yeah, if they were all releasing this winter or something, then I'd say, yeah, whoa, too much. Right. But it seems with all their different schedules, it kind of gives us this constant stream of fan-produced Star Trek, which I think is great. I think it's a great time to be a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Aha! So Ashley's getting in the game. <laughs> she is. Woohoo! In, woo-hoo in the woohoos. There's been more woohoos in this episode than any other episode of the Escape Combined. podcast. Yeah. Combined. Yeah. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for listening. That's it for this week. Yay! Join it. <laughs> woo-hoo! No woohoo, yeah. Yeah, come on. Oh, fine. Woohoo! <laughs> Eric, if we wanted to follow you on Twitter, how can we follow you? You can follow me at TrekkieB47, and you can also check out my other podcast at Ranger Command PH. What's the PH stand for? Power, Power Hour. Oh. Jinx. Uh, come on, you've, like, you've listened to the show. <laughs> Come on, Ash. Oh. No, she hasn't. <laughs> I have, though. Ashley. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> You're getting a lot of listens anyway. Yeah, that's, that's oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, Ashley, <laughs> if we wanted to follow you on Twitter, what is your handle? At LilCuteGirl86. Yes, so L I L. Girl, eighty-six. <laughs> oh Lord! And, now and, I'm going to have so many other followers. No, not really. <laughs> Whoa! Hey now. <laughs> and then, Aaron, if people want to read your amazing tweets, you can follow me at Nova Charter. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! Indeed. <laughs> so until next time, we'll see you later. Keep on trekking. Woohoo! By Riker's beard. <laughs> By Riker's beard. You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at sfescapepod. Like us on Facebook.com slash SFEscapePod. And add us to your circle on Google Plus by going to google.sfescapepod.com.
This has been another great presentation by the Fluoride Radio Network. You can find more information at fluoriderradio.com.